Are you good? You did it. You came to church on New Year. Come on, give yourself a big hand, everybody. All right, because that's fantastic. You did it. You're already winning 2023. You're already kicking it right in the face. I love this. I love this. First service, same. We had a, a full church, a full crowd. It was amazing. I was so proud. It was very, very encouraging. So well done, everybody. And for those of you who stayed at Bedside Assembly today, we also welcome you via the interwebs. So come on, church. Can we welcome everybody who's watching online? We still love you. We love you online. Um, man, I'm so glad that you're here today. I do want to take a minute and uh, invite you to come back next week. We are starting a new series that I am incredibly excited about, the book of Matthew. We're going to be going through the entire book. And the book of Matthew is, is just rich with theology. It's rich with an understanding of who Jesus is, and it ties it into the Old Testament. And the whole thing is this amazing encouragement about how God has been weaving a narrative of the gospel all throughout history. And so I want to encourage you, be here. I cannot wait. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be really, really encouraging and fun. So get here next week. And then today, 21 days of fasting and prayer starting today. If you didn't know that, um, then welcome. And if you grabbed a donut on the way in, why did we have donuts on the first day? I have no idea. <laughs> Total miss. We should have had carrots and apple slices, but we had donuts um, anyway, so 21 days of fasting and prayer. If you've never jumped in and done a, a season of fasting, I really want to encourage you to do this, uh, whatever it might be, whatever you would want to give up so that you can pursue the Lord. I want to encourage you to do that because there's something powerful in fasting and there's something that only happens when we fast. When we give up something, we're actually, we're actually gaining something. I like, to, I like to say this and I told my kids last night, I said, fasting is feasting. It's giving up one thing so that you can enjoy something, the most important thing, the most, and that's God. And so I want to encourage you, jump in, join us as we, as we, as we do 21 days of fasting and prayer. There's all kinds of things you can give up. You can, uh, I'm going to be giving up sweets, which I always do, and I could, uh, I could use 21 days of uh, no sweets after the last 21 days. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, we're, uh, we're fasting fast food. Uh, we're fasting uh, TV. Um, except football, come on, somebody, you know, I mean, like, I, I ain't crazy, you know what I'm saying, like, um, and then I'm going to be doing a liquid-only fast starting uh, tomorrow through Wednesday night at, for First Wednesday, and so and then I'll celebrate with some steak after First Wednesday or something, but, um, but, but, I, but it's just a, a way for me to go about it. You can do whatever the Lord puts on your heart, and I want to encourage you, just begin to see God do this, and I promise God will show up in your life in a powerful way. Uh, take 21 days. Seek him. Get into the word. We're starting the uh, one-year Bible today. So, and, and just a little pro tip um, that if start the app today. If you get on the right day, then it's much easier than trying to find the, the, the day that you missed. So start today, one-year Bible. It's awesome. It'll encourage you, and it's going to be fantastic. My kids, we invited our kids to jump in, so they're, they're fasting candy. So I don't know what they're going to do back in uh, the chapel because that's where they get their candy is here at church. Um, so uh, we're going to do candy, and then they're, gonna, they're, they're, they're doing some other things with us. And I'm very excited to see what the Lord is going to do uh, in our family's life and in our church's life. It's going to be amazing. Think about this for a moment. If all of us jumped in on this, 
all of us here and all of us that came to first service and we took 21 days and we're gonna seek God. How many of you know God's gonna do some great things in our life? How many know we're gonna be closer to God at the end of 21 days? We're gonna hear his voice more. We're gonna understand what he wants for us more. I promise you God's gonna show up in a massive way and I can't wait to see what happens. Um, well, I hope you enjoyed Christmas. Uh, we had a great Christmas at Summit Park. How many of you were able to be here for Christmas at Summit Park? Wasn't it great? Fire. It was fire. It was so great. And we had, I know we emailed this, but I want to celebrate it with everybody today. 48 decisions for Christ. Come on, somebody. That's worthy of praise. God's good. So fun. So encouraging. God, so good. So thank you for praying. Thank you for coming. And I hope your personal family Christmas was also awesome. Ours was great. We went to Springfield, spent some time with the, uh, uh, Jen's parents. Um, we did a little gift exchange, so uh, we gave them gifts, and uh, they gave us a stomach bug, so that's exciting. Was, yeah, people were, yeah, it was, it was a bummer, and uh, all week long, our, our oldest got it first, and so, and I'm talking about, I'm not just talking about like, oh, I don't feel good. I'm talking about the violent vomit. Do you know what I'm talking about? When I say violent vomit, it's not like, Bleh. it's like, Bleh, like that type where like, it's just, you're just like taking cover, you know, <laughs> flying everywhere. So our oldest got it and, and he, did, he, he did well with that. I mean, he, as well as you can do. And uh, so, so he got it and then, and then our five-year-old got it. And that was, that was sad because she didn't know, she didn't know how to throw up. You know, she's, she didn't, she's still learning this. And so, <laughs> so she tried catching it like, <laughs> True story. We're like, no, 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 no. Just in the bowl. Right in the bowl. And she's like, Ugh. oh, I was like, mm. So, so she, she gets sick and, and uh, we offer to pray for her. We're like, hey, do you want to pray? Because, you know, Jesus, Jesus can heal you. And she goes, no, he can't. I can't even see him. <laughs> so we had a little, like, prayer lessons uh, this week. Weren't intending it, but we, we, you know, so she was, she did, her prayer life did grow by the end of the week because she, she prayed. She goes, oh, I'm going to pray for a puppy by the time I turn six. <laughs> and so I don't have the heart to tell her that God's not going to answer that prayer. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe God will change my heart. You never know. Um, so anyways, uh, our oldest got sick, our youngest got sick, but then our middle son had not gotten sick. And so... He was just kind of like, he's like looking around, like, when is it going to hit, you know? And so we we're kind of like taking bets, you know, is it going to hit by 12 or 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock? We weren't taking bets for real. But, um, uh, but he's like, he, he didn't want to get sick because he sees how bad this is. And so he, he goes to bed and, and I walk by his room and he's listening to worship music. He's listening to worship music. And uh, he, he, he says, he goes, he goes, I'm listening to worship music so I won't get sick. And so I was like, well, I mean, that's a good practice, but, but it, it's not necessarily a guarantee, all right? Like, it's, that's not how it works. I mean, it'll put you in a good place if you do get sick. You know, you won't, you know, you'll be able to say, you know, praise the Lord as you're getting sick. And so, um, so anyway, so he goes to bed and, uh, and guess what? He didn't get sick. He didn't get sick. He came down the stairs, arms raised, 
Rocky style, saying, dad, it works, it works. And I was like, man, God's good, God's good. A few hours later, bleh, bleh. this is true story, true story. But he's doing the, as he's throwing up, he's going, bleh, but I know God is with me, bleh. <laughs> And it serves as a perfect illustration for what I really had felt the Lord put on my heart for today. And, and, that's, and that's praying and believing that this year is going to be marked with blessing because I really believe that's what God wants this year to be for all of us. I really, I really believe that. And, and that's why I was so excited that we were able to start church or start the new year in church. This has only happened four years or four other times in my lifetime that, that New Year's has been on a Sunday. And so I think it's really significant that you're here. And for those watching online, it's significant that you're watching online and that you're participating in this, that you're saying, I wanna seek God because as you, as you begin the year, uh, so will the year go. It, it, how we start really matters at things. And so I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that, that you got up, that you're here, that you're taking time, you're saying, I wanna see God. This year, I believe, I really believe this, for you and your family can be your best year yet. Can I get an amen? amen. I believe this can be a year marked with incredible blessing and favor and grace and joy and peace. It's gonna be a great year. It's gonna be an amazing year. Come on, second service. I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. I, I love the enthusiasm. I love the faith that you guys have. It's gonna be a great year. I'm praying your best year, but it's not gonna be a perfect year, right? Like it's not gonna be a perfect year. So when things don't go perfectly, how are we going to respond? How are we gonna respond? And I believe what we do today and what we do over the next 21 days will put ourselves in a position to make this year great no matter what. So that if great things happen, we're praising God. If we find ourselves around the porcelain throne, throwing up, we can say God is with us. And that's what I'm excited about today. And I wanna look at Daniel. If you have your Bibles, I wanna to turn to Daniel. We're gonna look at three different segments of his life. Um, and the reason I wanna look at Daniel is because something really impacted me as I was getting ready for our Christmas services. We talked about the Magi, if you guys remember that. We talked about the Magi and how the Magi were, were a collection of advisors, astrologers, and, and you know, religious practitioners, but they were influenced by Daniel because Daniel had been put over the Magi. So 500 years after Daniel has this influence over this group of people, they're still talking about Daniel and the story that Daniel told them. And the, and, and the story that Daniel told them was that there was gonna be a king, like there would be a king who would come and this king would come when they would see a, a star formation in, in the distance, there would be the beginning of a new kingdom and it would be a kingdom that never ends. So for 500 years, this group of people is looking forward to the star and they keep spreading it and keep passing it down and be like, hey, look for the star, look for the star, look for the star. And then the star comes. And these professional, noble people, wealthy magi travel hundreds of miles because of a story that one guy told them 500 years ago. 
And that's what I was like, I was so amazed by that. I was like, that's the type of influence I would love to have. Wouldn't that be cool if your life was, was marked by that type of impact? That people 500 years down the road are like, oh man, yeah, Jim told me. Lisa, man, she made an impact and we're still telling her story. Wouldn't that be cool? I mean, I don't know about you, but like right now, a lot of times I'm settling for my kids to follow my words today, <laughs> let alone years from now. But Daniel had impact. How? It's because Daniel had devotion. And I wanna talk about Daniel-like devotion. And it has everything to do with this idea of seeking and finding. If you're taking notes, write that down. Seek and find. What you seek, you will find. What you seek, you will find. We, we play hide and seek in our house. How many have ever played the game of hide and seek? Raise your hand just all across this place. A few of us played, okay. Um, my favorite version of this game is where my five-year-old says, hey, can we play hide and seek? And I'm on the couch and I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll come find you. Just, just go hide somewhere and, and I'll be right there. Just keep hiding. <laughs> Dad, are you coming? Yeah, I'll be right there. You know, and so eventually you have to get up and actually go find uh, and play the game. But um, she loves it. She, and she's a good hider. But sometimes, like, if I, if I really dramatize it, she'll start giggling. You know, if I'm like, is she over here? Is she over there? And, she, like, she'll start giggling. She can't help herself. And, uh, you know, so as I'm getting closer and I hear, and I'm like, you know, she's under the bed. Is she in the closet? Giggle, giggle, giggle. And then I come over. I'm like, is she under the bed? She's like, you found me. And she just loves it. I think that's a lot like God. And I, and I don't want to diminish his majesty and his holiness and his awesomeness and his reverence, but I want, to, I want to encourage you with the idea today that God loves to be sought and found. He really loves it. Watch this in, in Psalm 147. It says, the Lord delights. Everybody say delights. Delights in those who fear him. The idea is that God gets giddy. God giggles when you Look for him when you find him for those who put their faith in his unfailing love. Jeremiah chapter 29 says this, you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. I think that God loves when we get it. You know how parents love when their kids get it? You know, when they start crawling, every parent, like since the beginning of time, since Adam and Eve, when their kid starts crawling, they're like, look at this. They're so advanced. Right? Like that's every parent. Like especially, I mean, if you're a new parent, we love you. And we're so excited for you. Every new parent's like, but no, seriously. I think he's advanced. <laughs> like take it easy. He's crawling. All right, you know, it's like, um, but that's how we feel because, and they start getting, they start crawling and they start walking and they start putting more and more things together. Then they start doing math. And then they, then they start like understanding like gravity. And every time you're like, that's so cool. That's so cool. I think God delights when we get it. God delights when we put things together, when we understand what this thing is all about, that it's about him. 
loving us so much that he came and that he died and that he made a way for us to have relationship with him. And we start putting that together. We start putting together that he is a kingdom that he is bringing online. And when we pursue him and when we seek him, we find him. And, and, and the more that we seek him, the more that we love him. And the more that we love him, the more that we seek him. And the more that we put all of this together, he delights in it. He, he, he giggles when we find him. And so what I want to do is I want to take some time and look at three different points in Daniel's life quickly with us t- today. Three different points in Daniel's life where, where we can see how his example teaches us this. And, and we're going to walk away. I want to tease out some observations as we do and then some uh, quick uh, takeaways for us at the end. But I think it's going to be powerful for us and it's going to teach us the power of seeking and finding. So if you're ready to jump in, say I am. Yeah. All right. The first one is right at the beginning, Daniel chapter 1. So if you turn to your Bibles, Daniel chapter 1. Okay, so Daniel is a nobleman in Israel who has been carried off to Babylon in exile under King Nebuchadnezzar. We'll call him Nebi for short, all right? And this dude is crazy. He's all over the place, has an idea. He's like, oh, I'm going to do that. Has a different idea. Oh, I'm going to do that. He's, he's, he's very... Uh, narcissistic, he's, 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 not, he's, he's not a good king. He's not a godly king. And Daniel has the opportunity to be one of his advisors. Look at this, Daniel chapter one. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, king of his court officials, to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility. Young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. So Daniel had some ability. He had some ability, but what the king is saying, oh, I see some potential. I see some talent and I want to bring you in and I want to see you be one of my advisors. Um, and so they serve in the king's palace. He was to teach them the language and literature of the Babylonians and the king assigned them, watch this, a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. They were to be trained for three years. And after that, they were, enter, they were to enter into the king's service. Okay. So check this out. The king's like, all right, hey, Daniel, I see some potential with you. I want you to come hang out with me. I'm going to train you. I'm going to teach you a certain set of skills, like Liam Neeson skills. Come on, somebody. Like Navy SEAL type skills. Like he's going to, this is a great opportunity for Daniel. He's going to have influence with the king. He's going to learn. He's going to get elevated. And most importantly, he's going to get to eat from the king's table. Come on, somebody. I don't know what they served at the king's table, but I bet you it was good because it was for the king, right? Everything's king size. <laughs> everything's, everything's the best of the best. I'm just gonna venture to say they probably had some steak done properly, medium rare. Come on, somebody, you know what I'm saying? You gotta be able to hear that thing mooing still. I bet you they had some lobster. I bet you they had some... Bacon-wrapped shrimp, mmm. I bet you they had some mozzarella with the prosciutto wrapped around it. Come on, somebody. Isn't that the best? It's the best. It's worth the price, isn't it? Almost. Maybe they had some Chick-fil-A sandwiches stacked up. I don't know what they had. But I bet you it was good. But Daniel wasn't having any of it. Watch this. Daniel resolved. Verse eight, but Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. 
and he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. Daniel, what are you doing? This is a buffet, king-sized buffet, king-style buffet. You're living, the, you're living your best life, man. God is with you. Why is Daniel refusing the food? We actually don't really know. Scholars aren't sure. Maybe it could have been because some of it was contrary to the Levitical law. Maybe some of it was, was, was pork, but not all of it. Maybe some of it had been sacrificed to idols, but there's no indication in the text that that's the case. Why is Daniel refusing to be defiled by the king's food? And the only inference that I can get from Daniel's life and this text is that Daniel said, you know what, I'm going to help the king out, but I'm not gonna let the king influence me entirely. Basically saying, I'm not going to let the king control my appetite. Isn't that good? I mean, is it, that's, that's really, really powerful. How many of you know it's so easy to let others control our appetite? It's easy to let yourself control your appetite. But there's something about Daniel, and he says, and now here's the thing. Daniel is a teenager. Guys, put this together. A teenage boy refusing food. This doesn't happen. Like, this is miraculous. First and only time ever in history. So Daniel neglects the king's table and only eats vegetables. And God blesses him anyways. It's amazing, guys. Again, that was a, veg- that was a vegetarian joke, and it didn't land in the first service, and it didn't land in the second either. Um, skip to verse 15. At the end of the 10 days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. So the guard took away their choice food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. To these four young men, check this out. God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. God blessed Daniel not because of his diet, but because of his devotion. Daniel said, I'm gonna seek God and my influence isn't going to be allowed to be determined by anybody else or anything else other than God himself. You know what Daniel's doing? He's guarding his heart. He's doing what Solomon encouraged him to do nearly 400 years prior. In Proverbs chapter four, where Solomon says, above all else, guard your heart because everything you do flows from it. Do you, that's a powerful verse, isn't it? Understanding that everything you do flows from your spirit, your soul. Who are you really? What you think, what you act, what you do, it all comes from the inside. So be very careful with what you allow inside to your heart. That's what Solomon is saying. Be careful of the influence. Guard your influence. I want to encourage you, church. Guard your influence this year. 2023 will be blessed in large part because of the guarding of our hearts. How how committed are we? How willing are we really to guard our hearts? Two things on this that I want to encourage you to apply to your life. Number one is limitation. 
Okay, so limitation. Limit the amount of influence the, the, that you hand over to the world. Romans 12 says that there is a pattern to the world. And that's why, that's why Paul says, do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How many of you know there's a pattern of the world and it is moving away from God? The pattern of the world is not gonna get you closer to God. The pattern of the world is gonna take you away from God. It's working against God's will in your life. So if you take a passive approach to your life, where you're like, I'm just, I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna live a good life and I'm just gonna go with the flow. Where the flow will take you is away from God. So you have to actively limit in general the influence that the world has in your life. And part of that means what you consume, social media, what you watch on TV, who you talk to, who you listen to. How many of you know there are negative people out there that just wanna take you away from God? And what you have to do is limit that in general always. So, but, but we also have to be in the world, right? So we have to be in the world, but not of the world. That's why it's good for us to take seasons in particular where we, we take moments where we're like, man, I'm gonna really ratchet this down and limit the influence that the world is having in my life. That's why 21 days of fasting and prayer is really, is really powerful. It's a real powerful opportunity to say, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get off of social media, maybe for 21 days or I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna limit the amount of news I'm watching, whatever your network is. You know, lim- ratchet it down. If, or or, or the, 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 the content you consume, the, maybe the, the negative people that you know are in your life, maybe just ratchet that down and see the difference that it makes and say, I'm gonna limit this influence because I don't wanna be conformed to a pattern that is not God's pattern. The world has a pattern, but God has a pattern. Do you know what God's pattern is? It's, it's peace, it's patience, it's joy, it's goodness, it's faithfulness, it's self-control, it's mercy, it's forgiveness. And all of this produces favor and blessing in our life. That's what Daniel experienced because Daniel limited the influence of the world. Man, that's powerful. That is so powerful. So it's limitation, but it's also invitation. Invitation. It's, it's guarding negative influences, but it's also inviting positive influences. This is, this is another benefit of fasting because we're, allow, we're like saying, God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ratchet down the world, but I'm gonna ratchet up you. So I'm gonna spend more time in the word. I'm gonna spend more time listening to worship. I'm gonna spend more time praying with my family. I'm gonna spend more time thinking about God. I'm gonna read books that center me on God. I'm gonna invite the presence of God into my life. And this helps us reject the negative influences. One of my favorite passages is in Proverbs 27. It says, one who is full loathes honey, but to the hungry, what is bitter tastes sweet. I love this verse. It is, it's a great verse. So it's basically saying, when you're full, when you're full, you're like, man, even if someone brought you honey, you're like, oh, I'm good, I'm full. When you're full of God, when you're full of the Lord, the good things, when you're full of steak, come on, somebody. When you're full of the, the, the nourishment from the Holy Spirit in your life, you've got that, then the, then the temptations of the world come, and you're like, I'm good. 
I don't, I don't need that. I reject that. I recognize that as something that is going to actually bring me harm. Why, why would I, if I, have, if I have steak properly prepared, seasoned well, and I'm enjoying this, and someone's like, hey, do you want this Twinkie? I'm like, no, thanks. So it's, that's what we're doing. We're, we're inviting God. We're filling ourselves up with God. And what you seek, you will find. This is true. If you seek money, you'll find it. You'll, you'll make your life all about money and you'll find it. You will. If you seek health, if that's going to be your thing, you're gonna, you'll find it. If you seek pleasure, you will find it. And ultimately, those things don't satisfy your soul. But also, it is true, if you seek God, you will find him. And he will satisfy your soul to overflowing. And he will bring favor and grace in your life. And so Daniel starts devoted. He's like, I'm not going to allow the influence. And he, and he pursues God. But his devotion gets challenged, as all of ours does. That's what that takes us to Daniel chapter 2, the Christmas passage that we talked about, where uh, Nebi gets bothered by a dream. And instead of uh, in, uh, explaining the dream to his magi, he's, he's like, no, nah, you, you guys, I think you're taking me for a ride. In fact, I want you to tell me the dream and then interpret it. And if you don't, I'm gonna kill all y'all. Like, I'm gonna cut you up into little pieces and burn your houses down. Literally, the dude was insane. And Daniel finds out about it, and watch what he does in Daniel chapter 2, verse 17. Then Daniel returned to his house and explained the matter to his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. This is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he urged them to plead for mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery so that he and his friends might not be executed with the rest of the wise men from Babylon. And during the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Can you imagine how cool this is? The king's like, hey, I've got this terrible dream. It's bothering me. I, I need someone to help me with it, but you guys need to tell me the dream and then interpret. And then Daniel's like, oh my goodness, y'all, this is crazy. Let's get together. Let's pray. Let's seek God. God comes through, gives Daniel the dream and the interpretation, and he goes to the king and he tells him. And the king's like, wow, this is incredible. And he give, God gives him supernatural wisdom and favor. I want to encourage you today, 2023, this is what God wants to do for you. God wants to give you supernatural favor. Even when things are going wrong. And that's exactly what happened for Daniel. It's kind of interesting because you're like, man, he's going through this difficult season. But didn't he start Daniel chapter 1 with a Daniel fast? Like the original Daniel fast? Shouldn't he just have everything working out, hunky-dory, smooth sailing? No. Even when you live a life of devotion, you're going to have opposition. You are going to have opposition. In fact, Jesus promises it. Look at John 16. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Because in this world, you will have, everybody say it with me, trouble. You're going to have problems. Jesus guarantees it. We like all of the other promises of Jesus, right? 
like plans to prosper, not to harm, you know, good plans, plans to prosper, not to harm us, peace, you know, provision, grace. And Jesus is like, yes, you get all those things and you get problems. Guaranteed. You're gonna have trouble. But as you go through those difficulties, you can have God right there with you, knowing that you've sought him and that he is with you even as you go through the difficulty. Um, coronavirus, 2020. Anybody remember 2020? Just raise your hand if you guys, anybody remember that? Crazy. Crazy. January of 2020, was anybody thinking the whole world's gonna shut down in two months? Nobody was thinking that. Nobody knew it was gonna happen. Nobody was expecting it. Nobody was anticipating it. Nobody could have forecasted it. Nobody except God. God knew. He knows all things. He knows the end from the beginning. So God knew what was gonna happen. And that's why, as I look back on that year, I'm so glad we started that year the same way we're starting this year, seeking God. Because even as you go through what is probably one of the most difficult things that we've experienced in our lifetime, we did it knowing that we had sought the Lord and that he was with us. So we, we, we prayed at the beginning of the year, and then right as, as soon as we were able to come back together, we had 21 days of prayer for Heal Our Land. So we were praying that God would heal our land, and we opened up the building and had encouraged people to come pray during our lunches and seek the Lord in the mornings and, and just say, God, we need you. We need you to heal our land. And, man, I'm so glad that we did that. And then, of course, we went to August, and we did what we always do, 30 for 30, seeking God, 30 minutes for 30 days, seeking God. And I'm so glad that we did that because in the midst of all of that difficulty, in the midst of all of that heartache, how many of you know God was working because what happened out of 2020 was a beautiful merger with Lee Summit First Church and Summit Park Church, and we are enjoying a building that is a fruit of that merger, which... Last year, 2020, was pretty amazing. Since we moved into the building, we had over 500 people make decisions for Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. That's amazing. That's incredible. I say all of that to encourage you with this, that as you take time right now and as you're, as you're seeking God, as you're drawing close to God, as you're dedicating yourself to God, you don't know what's in store. God does. But you're putting yourself in a position that as you go through it, you can say, I know God is with me. I know God is with me. That's Daniel. He doesn't avoid the opposition. He goes through it, but he goes through it because he knows God is with him. And then, of course, you go to the last example, Daniel chapter 6, the most famous example, Daniel and the lion's den. Daniel has this impossible situation again face him where people are trying to ruin Daniel's life because they're jealous of him. And they're jealous of the favor that he has. And they say, the only way we're gonna trip Daniel up is if it has to do with his devotion to God. Wouldn't that be cool if they said that about you? Like the only way we're gonna trip them up is if it has to do with how much they read their Bible because they're always reading their Bible. That's what happened to Daniel. Look at this, Daniel chapter six. So these administrators and satraps, these people who are trying to trap Daniel, went as a group to the king and said, may King Darius live forever. 
The royal administrators, prefects, satraps, advisors, and governors have all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce the decree that anyone who prays to any god or human being during the next 30 days, except to you, your majesty, shall be thrown into the lion's den. Now, your majesty, issue the decree and put it in writing so that it cannot be altered in accordance with the law of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be repealed. So King Darius put it in writing. Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem, and three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. And of course, the, the story goes on. They tell, like, Daniel gets thrown into the lion's den, and, and, but, God, but God saves him. I, I don't know about you, but Daniel has this situation, you know, where it's like, you can't pray, for 30 days, and what does Daniel do? Does he go home and he call all of his friends and be like, can you believe this happened? I just can't believe this. Can you believe the king? The king is crazy. He's as crazy as Nebi. Or can, he goes home and he starts posting on social. He goes home and he starts freaking out, packing up his stuff, or at least closing the window so no one sees him praying. I don't know about you, but I would have been tempted to close the window. I mean, I'm like, it's between you and me anyways, God. They don't, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, who cares? If they, I mean, let's just close the window for 30 days. I'll open them back up at the end of 30 days. You know what Daniel's doing? He's like, bring it. Because my devotion to God will not be compromised. I love that. That dude, this dude was, he's becoming one of my favorite Bible characters. He's, he's so bold, he's so aggressive, he's so strong, he's so willing to lay it all on the line. He goes, bring it, and God comes through for him. And Daniel comes out of the lion's den unscathed and says this in Daniel 6, 21. Daniel answered, may the king live forever. My God sent his angel and he shut the mouth of the lions. They have not hurt me because I, found, I was found innocent in his sight, nor have I done any wrong before you, your majesty. And the king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted, no wound was found on him because why? He had trusted in his God. Man, let this year, let it be said of us. Man, we didn't handle everything perfectly. We, 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 didn't, we, didn't, we didn't say every uh, right thing in every situation. We may have faced some difficulty, but man, as we went through it, we sought God and we trusted God. Amen? Amen. Three quick thoughts and we're gonna pray. If you wanna live like Daniel, three things that, that, we, that we can do today as we start 2023 to make sure that it is the best year that it can be. First of all, live disciplined. I know this is a, that's so generic, the beginning of a new year, discipline, I, I know, but it's true. Daniel was disciplined. He prayed three times a day, the same spot, same place, same time. Over the next 21 days, I wanna challenge you to do the same. Find a place, pray there every day for 21 days. Same time, same place. Just do it. Just Nike that thing. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Keep that time. Be disciplined. And as you, as you venture into that discipline, don't do it alone. Get accountability. What did Daniel do? 
He got his friends together. They had a prayer meeting. You gotta have friends in your life that you can pray with. Some of you are like, I don't have any friends. Got a lot of people here that you can be friends with. Small group start in a couple weeks. Sign up now. We'll get you in. We'll get you connected. We'll encourage you to do that. Be disciplined. Then live determined. Live determined. There was some, Daniel's life challenges me because there was something about him. He had a moral compass that was set and fixed and he would not be distracted. I love this. I'm so inspired by this. I'm so challenged by this. And I want this from my life. I wanna live a determined life because determined people become stable people. Stable people become successful people. Stable people are dependable people. There's a type of determination that says, I will not be moved. No matter what comes against me, I am fixed on God and I'm moving towards God and you can bring anything my way, but I will not be shaken because I know who I am, I know whose I am and I know where I'm going and I'm going towards him and I will not be deterred. I wanna challenge you to have a little determination today. You see some people, they, they hit a storm and it's like, oh man, everything just goes to pot and they start, they start freaking out. They don't know how to handle it. It's like, get some determination. Get some, I'm gonna, I will not be denied. James, the brother of Jesus says, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. As you go through a difficult situation, you say, I'm determined to do this the right way for the right reasons, for the right person. Watch God build you. 2023 can be amazing no matter what happens if you are set and determined on God. And the last thing is to live devoted. Live devoted. Your discipline and your determination should always come from your devotion. Daniel loved God. He wasn't, I, I don't believe Daniel was, was driven by rules. I believe that he was driven by a relationship. He understood, I don't have to do these things, I get to do these things. I'm seeking God because he is the one who is worthy of seeking. He's what this, this, he is what this whole thing is about. Let your life be driven by devotion. Live disciplined, live determined, and live devoted. 2023 is gonna be the best it can be, amen? Would you stand with me all across this place? I'll have the worship team come. And I'm gonna ask those to be praying for others to come down to the front. I want us to take a moment and I want us to dedicate ourselves to God. Dedicate our families to God. Dedicate our year to God and say, God, we are giving this to you. This is, this is yours. This is yours. We got our family together last night and we were talking about this fast in 2023 and what we're just believing God for and what we, just, what we wanna see happen. And, um, and I, I was like, okay, well, I, I need to share a verse. And I was like, what, what, what verse should I share? And I went to Joshua chapter three, classic like new season verse. So nothing unusual about Joshua 3. But something, something stood out to me. 
and I just want to share it with you. Joshua's getting ready to enter into the promised land. It's, it's what God has for them. He's the new leader. It's a new season. It's a new place. And so what Joshua does is he gets everybody together, and he, and he asks them to consecrate themselves. Look at this. Early in the morning, Joshua 3, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. And after three days, the officers went throughout the camp giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, that's the presence of God. When you see the Ark of the Lord your God and the Levitical priest carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you've never been this way before. How many of you know you're going to experience some things that you've not experienced before in 2023? There's going to be some new things. You don't know what to do. What do you do? Follow God. Follow God. Then you will know which way to go. But keep a distance between you and the Ark. Do not go near it. Then Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. I believe this. Tomorrow, the Lord is going to do amazing things among all of us. He's going to do amazing things in your life. He's going to do amazing things in your family. He's going to do amazing things in your business. He wants to. That's his heart. That's his will. That's who God is. That's what he does. You are entering into a new year, a new opportunity, new relationships, new favor. And how are we going to go through it? We're going to consecrate ourselves. How many of you know we are living in the promised land? We are living in the promised land. The ultimate promised land was the land of grace, the land where freedom reigns, the, the land where, where we, are, we are forgiven once and for all and we can stand before God. We are living in the promised land. We have inherited it. So how are we gonna go through? How are we gonna go through it? We're gonna consecrate ourselves and say, God, I'm not mine, I'm yours. This year is not mine, it's yours. And I can't wait to see what you do. Can we take a moment all across this place and lift our hands, lift our hearts and say, God, we just give this year to you. Father, we're just so thankful, so thankful for the amazing privilege that you have given us to know you, to walk with you. God, to experience your goodness and your grace and your favor in our lives. And, and Father, we just invite you to come and to move and to have your way in our lives, Lord. We just invite you to give us the wisdom that we need this year. God, give us the favor that we need this year. Give us the determination, the discipline, the devotion that we need this year. Father, we pray that you would just go before us at the presence of God. Go before us in our relationships. Come on, just take a moment and just pray right where you are. Just pray over your families. Come on, pray over your businesses. Pray over the situations that you're gonna face, the, the, the ones that you know you're gonna face and the ones that you don't know. Come on, let's just give it to God and say, Lord, we invite you to have your way. Lord, we seek you because God, we can't do this on our own. We will fall short, but God, with you, all things are possible. God, with you, favor is possible. With you, the miraculous is possible. Lord, go before our interactions and give us grace. Give us your favor. Give us your spirit. Give us your wisdom, we pray. And we, and we give you our lives, Lord, because we wanna live for you devoted, 100%. We can't wait to see what you do. We are gonna seek you with all of our hearts and God, we love you and we live our lives for you. Come on church, let's take some time. If you need prayer, come on down. Everybody else, let's worship Jesus and glorify his name.